When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Shift. Um, I hope you are having a lovely week. Uh, this week's guest is Athir Yacoub. Um, she's a comedian in New York City, also one of my closest friends, so it's very exciting to have her on. I know I've been saying that a lot lately with the guests, but um, it just worked out that the last few episodes I've had like really close friends on, so very exciting. I love having my friends on. But firstly, she's a hilarious comedian, so go check out her comedy, but also she's based in New York City from Palestine and Alabama. So she was born in America, then went back to Palestine, lived there for uh, quite some time and then moved back to Alabama. So she talked about both of those experiences and um, she also talked about being Muslim and we talked a little bit about that culture as well. Um, now, the episode is shorter than the usual ones because we're going to have to do a part two of it because we recorded it on the way back from Hawaii. So we did it on a layover in between uh, Portland and New York. So um, she will actually be doing this again with me on Thursday so for part two so if you have any questions from this episode you want to ask her get them into me uh, at Katie Boyle Comic on Instagram um, or the email is in the description here and if you want to see the video for this episode which isn't the best quality because it wasn't the airport but the video will be on the Patreon so Patreon forward slash the shift podcast there's also solo episodes there as well where I talk all about Hawaii and just my more personal life as well um and yeah if you could rate review all of that also follow it there she's at theory cube on instagram and she has a great podcast as well called no fly list podcast so go check that out order than that enjoy this episode and me and Ethereum will be back next week to do the part two of this okay so for the listeners uh, i'm here with Ethereum yakub we are uh literally queuing up no not queuing up we are waiting in a layover so if you hear noise in the background that's just people getting a flight and we'll just ignore them okay we'll ignore them so how are you out there i am delirious jet lagged <laughs> we look like i great. look like shite like on i was about to oh, say we but you look great no 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 we're <laughs> we look like twins now oh we're God, mirroring we're wearing the same outfit and we both have our long braids and I love it. Yeah, this is the travel look for anybody planning to travel in the post-COVID world. It's uh, Adidas pants, denim jacket. Other. Oh my god! I think there's someone coming. Mm-mm. Oh. Oh, it's just Lindsay and. Okay, great. It's our travel buddies coming in. I thought I just saw a blonde-haired girl. I'm like, oh, of course, someone's coming back to like do their makeover or something. Okay, so let's ta- let's do this. Um, Theres from Palestine. Yes. You've grown up Muslim. Yes. So I've spoke a lot about how, like, there's, you know, a lot of shame in Ireland. It's getting a lot better. But it's just in it kind of ingrained a bit in the psyche. 
So for like with women with slut shaming, mm-hmm. not knowing about masturbating, what is okay to do, like that. You know what happened to me recently, actually? And this is, I feel like this, not recently, this was a few years ago, but there was a guy from Ireland and he had slept with a bunch of girls from back home, right? And then over here, I had kissed his friend. We never even had sex. Mm-hmm. I think maybe he like, like fooled around. But when he found out about that, and we had started going on dates, and when he found out about that, he was like, I can't date you because you were with my friend. Oh. But he'd been with like a ton of girls, so it's a total course. double standard. Always a double standard with the men. And that's when people always ask, well, are Muslim women oppressed? I'm like, all women are oppressed in all <laughs> cultures. It's just to varying degrees. It's just oh, the common denominator is men here. But I will say, yeah, for sure. I, I, whenever you talk about the shame and the, sexu- the sexual shame and stuff with Ireland, I'm like, and with, you know, religious upbringing or maybe just being in a religious place, even if you didn't grow up religious, the whole society sort of like shames you into being a certain way. Um so I totally relate to that. And in Muslim culture, it's like, it's still not getting as, uh, I feel like there's more exposure. There's more of, uh, we're still a little behind when it comes to like women uh, expressing themselves sexually or even just how we dress, whatever. It depends also, like, I don't want to generalize, but I just mean, um, the way I grew up and I grew up in Alabama. So it was like, (laughs) (laughs) you were getting both, you're getting the Christian shame. I was getting all the shame, all the shame. I've absorbed so much shame. It's, and it takes so long to unlearn all of that and unlearn a lot of things. Um, and know like, Hey, there's nothing wrong with yourself or just like, you know, even just like being able, when I first came to New York and then starting to wear shorts again or try to try to like you know wear different like things you just feel like oh my god if people saw me back in Palestine or in front of the Muslim community like people think I'm like a huge slut or what's my family gonna think it's all about like reputation I recently got in trouble by my mom I'm like in my 30s for wearing a short dress on Instagram and she thought like because I was sitting up at a bar on a bar I wasn't and she was just like what if people back in our our village like see and i'm like yeah because that's like their main concern in palestine is like rockets are falling and people are like ah did you see what what (laughs) a posted on instagram and i saw the dress it was like fairly covered it really was (laughs) was like like a t-shirt dress yeah it was a t-shirt dress but i think there was like i had this sort of suggestive maybe like i had my legs crossed and i was Mm -hmm. sitting up at a bar and that was like oh drinking plus showing skin like or alcohol being in a place where they even serve alcohol that's already like a big no-no and does your mom know that you drink yeah she knows that i drink but it's more about well fine you drink but does the whole world need to know like yeah and make and think that i'm a bad parent it's a reflection on them it's like everything we do is always a reflection on them that's the same way. Uh, that's such an Irish thing too because it's more about like the gossip and people talking. Yeah, yeah. Like, more than the actual thing. What will such and such think of me if they see me right. hammered in the street? Mm-hmm. And it's like, because yeah, again, it's always a reflect. It's always, it's always more what other people think. Yeah, that's absolutely. So I, it, it's, it's frustrating to have to still live like that because I'm so far away. Like I live in New York. I've been in New York for 14 years and um, sometimes I forget that my, how I present myself to the outside world, uh, you know, the internet and everything, the world is so small that yeah, pe- people are going to see my mom follows me and then I blocked her. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, like, though. if you're going to give me shit for it, then I don't need you looking at my stuff and giving me, you know, grief I get from her perspective and how she grew up. But come on, like, let's fucking 
move on with the times. It's hard with the internet. You're right. Because even me, like I'll be in New York thinking, oh, I'm posting stuff here. It's fine. It's like 10,000 miles. I don't know how lot far it is away from Ireland. But of course, people can still see it in Ireland and they yeah. still judge and you get the odd message. Right. And you're like, and then of course you get a lot of support as well. But yeah, you do forget that people are then judging your family members. Oh, like, Jesus, what was your fucking daughter saying there? I was like the saying, which, you know, Arabs, maybe Irish people, most people don't really like uh take to heart but what is it like those who matter don't mind and those who mind don't matter yeah and that's something i always feel like is the way i want to live my life like the people who i actually care about won't judge me and the people who judge me i don't give a shit about them but, but then also the people in your life have to think that saying too and of course people like when your mom doesn't then cause yes yeah because because they're attracting people like them and they're yeah. it's not like us and like our friends like yeah. we around different people so it really is it's been a battle my whole life and being in new york and being independent and living there alone helps but yeah then sh- something like pops up on the internet or whatever and then i have to remind myself like oh right you're still kind of like to some extent like y- controlled by this stuff and do you consider yourself a religious person no not at all i consider myself like culturally muslim but non-practicing same as me like Catholic. yeah yeah you're yeah. culturally ca- like we right. have all the guilt and the shame exactly, but i don't pray exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh so was new york very then i guess new york was very liberating it was amazing yes i especially just yeah at like 21 that was kind of unprecedented that i moved out i have three brothers and like i, w- I was the only one uh, they all lived with my parents until they got married and to well into their 30s and i moved out at 21 and uh came to grad school um because that's the only way I could get away. <laughs> I was like, I have to have an excuse. I'm like, I'm going to get my master's degree. And then they just thought like, oh, she'll come back to Alabama or Palestine, wherever we're living. But there's that constant expectation. They would ask me for years and years, like, when are you coming back? When are you coming back? I'm like, I'm not. I'm like, oh, I found a job. And now I found this. And with comedy, that's a whole nother thing. Like, of Do course. they mind you doing comedy? It's not that they might. Well, in the beginning, my mom's like, I don't know what to do with this. And I think she didn't want to tell my mom. Feels that, though. Yeah, especially immigrants. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, they work their ass off not so I could tell jokes on stage <laughs> and, um, you know, talking to a microphone in an in airport terminal. <laughs> I'm like, but I made it. Okay. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Me too. And you're happy. And that's the main exactly, thing. Exactly. That's all that matters. It's I think most parents, any parents from any religion, any culture, will be like, Jesus Christ, you're doing stand up? Yeah, I get it. Uh, not everybody should be doing it and uh it's just hard uh, what am i supposed to do? what's the alternative like be miserable and make my parents happy like yeah. they god no that'd be awful but i feel like guilt of like oh i sh- like i feel like if it were up to them i'd be married kids living five minutes down the street from them and just doing and going to all their like social events and yeah, stuff but you wouldn't be happy i would be miserable i would be miserable going to just I'll social events so depressed. I'm depressed now in new york and i love my life like Same. imagine oh my god stop yeah <laughs> imagine then doing all awful. the other shit i don't know i don't think i could handle it i think as well when people try to force themselves into like what society expects which yeah. some people love it that's great but then there's other people and then they end up hating their kids for it and then their kids go travel the world and like what the fuck i just gave 20 years right. to, of my life for you so i think you really have to live your life to the fullest before you decide to have kids i agree I and agree. then if you don't you don't and have you struggled a bit dating when you moved to new york like with cultural differences yeah so i up until recently because um a couple of years ago i was engaged to a palestinian guy i'd only really seriously considered palestinians as uh 
um, or Muslim guys, but specifically like Palestinian as someone that I could possibly marry. And it wasn't until like, you know, my breakup like a couple of years ago where it was on paper, like everything that my parents wanted, everything I thought I wanted. And then it turned out, turned out to be a really toxic relationship and really harmful. So now I'm approaching dating a little bit differently and thinking like, okay, what are these values and things that add up? Um, that are outside of this person checking off a box of like, are they Muslim? Are they Palestinian? Are they Arab? Not to say like I wouldn't, those things would be nice if they were like Palestinian, just more from the political understanding and the cultural understanding. Um, I don't care so much overall if they're like Muslim. I'd rather someone not practicing if they are Muslim, but it would help just for, um, you know, cultural (laughs) reasons. It would be easier just people that get like where where I'm coming from and, yeah, of course. and how to be around my family that's a big thing too it's like when I introduce somebody they need to be able to know how to like speak with my family understand um but I I, I can't put that ahead of my own no. happiness anymore I, I didn't someone, even realize I was doing it yeah. and the thing is someone who cares about you will learn yeah. It's I know this is such a bad reference, but my big fat Greek wedding, you know, he learned all the stuff. He okay? learned, he learned. God Because <laughs> I'm them. always like, I want an Irishman or, and I've actively dated immigrants since I moved over or first generation immigrants because I just kind of yeah. felt like they would understand. Definitely. But now dating an American, and I always kind of was like, I didn't want to date American guys. I don't know why. And the listeners are going, we know why. We know, but yeah. yeah, like, you know, <laughs> I, was, I was definitely stereotyping a good bit. And now, like, I'm with an American and he, like, he just read a history book about Ireland. And I'm like, Aww. shit, now he knows more than me. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta... Yeah, but someone will they'll take the time and effort to learn about your culture. That's true. That's true. And I, I think it's... Uh, I'm opening up my world to that a little bit more. And not being afraid to show them. Like, so in Ireland, if you say okay so the bill comes and i'm like do you want me to pay the guy would always go no and i go you sure and he goes no and i go you sure and he goes no i got this but that time i did that with leland when we first started dating i was like do you want me like to pay for my half and he was like okay and i was like no 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 you were meant to say no (laughs) i meant to fight for a little bit and you're meant to put your foot down exactly exactly so you just have to teach them (sighs) their ways i don't know if i could do that that's hard i commend (laughs) you on doing that that's like that's really tough for me because um if they don't if they're just not coming from that world, then it's hard to explain why. It's like, yeah. no, I'm not just, you need to take care of me or that I can't pay for myself. I think maybe the understanding too of like why this is like culturally the way it is, um, is hard to explain. But it also, you yeah. just get weird about like money stuff and like guys paying for me because I want to be like, I'm independent. But then when an Arab guy, the difference is like, it's like I'm insulting them if I don't let them pay versus with like American guys or maybe like several generations. Although I went out with uh, an Arab guy not too long ago that I just like met on an app and he didn't pay for my ice cream. And like we ordered and they go together or separate and he yells out separate. And I was yeah, like, I would have hated that. What? Oh it's ice God. cream. Come on. It wasn't I would have dinner. That. I always, if they don't Come pay, on, I pay for my friends. It's five bucks. It's ice cream. It just the shows uh, if they're like cheap or if they're kind yeah, with their money. Yeah. And I think there's just like certain things. Like people are like, oh, you well, you want equality? I'm like, yeah, well, you guys give me HPV, so it's not fucking equal. I still it's have to not. pay for period stuff. I still have to pay for all these yep. things. It's not equal. It's also, just we're not getting paid equal. So yeah. how can you tr- how can you treat me with, yeah. with equality if it, I'm still not? getting 100% you know if yeah. I'm still only getting 70% on the dollar then you're getting paid well yeah. you better fucking pay until then 
and yeah, and it's just like shows respect. But and it's like yeah. usually the guys who take us out have full time jobs. If we've met them online or whatever, we're yeah. doing comedy. It's right. like, and then they'll take us to some like more expensive but place. Right. We're it's like yeah, you should pick up. We're eating the ice cream is like cheap, so you should sell, just pick up the bill. Just pick up the bill. That was ridiculous. And like obviously when you Especially start dating, yeah, it's first date. date. It's you're putting your best foot forward. Me? on it. First date, you're showing up. Yeah, okay. He ended up being shit later, and I, so uh, it makes sense. And I get, <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, of course, that was an indicator. Yeah, that and was I, a number one red flag. He yeah. didn't want to pay for my cookies and cream. Ugh. I also get if um, people, like some men are like, well, oh, with these Tinder dates, they just want us to pay for their dinner and I never see them again. Totally get that. That was a fucking ice yeah, cream. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, go for a coffee, pick up the bill of the coffee. If we, you see them we again, split dinner. dinner. Yeah, he didn't even get, co- I was like, maybe he'll get ice cream. He didn't get ice cream. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, yeah. Because it does always, like, then when you start dating them, like, I'm, you know, I'll, like, get things back. But, yeah, I'm a big one for, because my dad would always pay for stuff. And he still, like, treats my stepmom with respect. He's not, like, yeah, he's not, like, doesn't treat her like an equal because he, well, she, like, sometimes will fight for the bill, my too. But, I mean, it's just nice. never let their, like, yeah. when they were dating, like, my brother won't even let me, my younger brother, who's young, like, typically if it's, like, the younger one, but he's, you know, he's, like, his late 20s, and even when he was in mid-20s and had, like, a full-time job, he will not let me pay for anything. It's, like, fight tooth and nail. I'm, like, dude, I have a job, even when I was, like, working full-time corporate job and making money, he's, like, no, like, he will not let me pay, or, like, other guys, other Arab guys in general, like, who are, like, grew up there or first generation, um, but yeah, that's just a one of the small cultural things. I mean, uh, they're fucked up in their own right. But or so when I first met Thea, we were talking a lot about how we noticed that like in American homes, they don't make you tea when you go in or anything. They don't offer you anything. Or it's like, yeah. what is it? They say make yourself at home. Make, yeah, they say make and, yourself, but at home. don't do anything. And they just go sit on the couch. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. I this is my home. I feel very uncomfortable. I've had people <laughs> make themselves snacks and stuff and then not offer. And I'm like, are you deranged? I know that's crazy <laughs> to me. Like literally in Ireland, <laughs> they put out a spread. I was saying this yesterday to hear my stepmom. If someone comes in the house coffee's on tea's mm. on all yeah. of a sudden the table's full with like sweets biscuits right. hams i didn't even know where the fucking i didn't even know we had ham you right, know right, like right, there was a whole spread I mean, we wouldn't have ham in our place but yeah well of course yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, can i i didn't even realize that why is it um pork and this is probably a really ignorant question no, and no. we've been friends for years i should know this That's and i even dated a muslim guy but yeah. i just kind of got lost and i just never thought to ask why is it you guys don't eat pork so we were taught that pigs are impure because they like roll around their own shit and they're like oh. they're dirty I thought it was because they were special, like cows. No. For Hindus. No. It's a Hindu religion. That right, 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 right. Correct. Yeah. That's okay. more sacred. Pork. Yeah, no. And then I thought maybe, and I really, I've thought about this and then I always forget to ask, because then I thought maybe it's because pigs it's similar were similar to Jewish to culture, human. too. I mean, religion and the, really? like, not, I think it's the same, similar reason. I love pigs. They're like little hairless dogs. But they're supposed they're to be like really smart. So maybe it's they like. They have 48 orgasms. What the females? Yeah, I can't. I really don't. I eat as and minimum really pig as possible. Always like oinking. That's just orgasm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just walking around and fucking her le- or the legs touch this off each other. The orgasm does seem super. Yeah. Yeah. Super no, horny. they're like lovely. There's this TikTok and they're like pro not eating pig. I f- the stuff I go I've on heard on so TikTok. Much. Yeah, TikTok is just like a rabbit hole of stuff. But yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, and so oh, I know. Like I still I drink. I do all other stuff that isn't Muslim. But I draw the line at pork because 
they ingrain it in your mind that it's gross or dirty or so impure. You feel when you're I feel it. gross. Yeah, oh, yeah I tried it by fine. accident and I can tell. Yeah. It feels weird. It just, I'm like, ah, what that's is like this? me and eating ice. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never doing it. No, thank you. That's where I draw the line. It's better than there, I'm trying to. I'm trying to be as sex positive oh. as I can for the podcast, but that's where I draw the line. <laughs> Lead in, listening. It's never if happening. You, if you eat pig or ass, no judgment here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you put bacon on ours, that's even oh better. Yeah, would you have that? No, I no, I don't really like eating pig. I like pork dumplings and stuff. But um this TikTok, this is so silly, but it shows like these little pickies and they do little they have little competitions where they try to jump really far and they're like they understand it. They do. It's yeah. like dogs. I well, can't. I learned that later, so I'm like, Well, I don't feel bad about not eating pigs. Um, yeah, but I love chicken. But they're kind of like whatever they're dumb i don't know i don't know i can't <laughs> like, only eat dumb animals. i'm such a like honestly we can only eat animals that have fewer be, than three orgasms i must be turned into an american because i'm like if i'm like, like well you know when a show and when a movie and a person dies i don't give a shit a dog dies i'm gone crying Aww. i just love the animals but anyway yeah. i can't even americanize you've been here too long i know but i'll always eat chicken i fucking love chicken yeah, so I had a bad chicken a few years ago, like I was cooking it at home, and now I'll only, I don't eat it that often, I'll eat it if it's like really well done, or if my poisoned? mom cooks it, yeah, like mild food poisoning, and so when yeah. my mom cooks it at home, she cleans it like inside, like crazy, and puts yeah. like lemon and vinegar, and like it, there's no like scent, there's just like sometimes this chickeny <laughs> scent that's like so chickeny, like too chickeny, and I can't Lovely. stand it, that I can't stand nice. it, Ooh. and so she, hers just is like super fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she cooks it really well, so that scared me. Yeah. And, uh, Look, that makes sense. Trauma. Yeah. Traumatized. Trauma. Trauma's I've real. been food poisoned by chicken a few times as well, but I just keep going back. <laughs> <laughs> when I get Chinese takeout now, though, I get a uh, beef because I got sick from it twice. Oh. And my dad was like, just get beef. Yeah, I'm a big seafood person, so I tend to get seafood. Mostly. I don't get seafood. I'm terrified of getting food poisoned at seafood. Mm. Oh, it sounds like you need to eat at better places. <laughs> yeah, I was food, po- food poisoned three times in my life. Oh no! I know, Where are you going? like getting sick for like literally violently for like oh twenty four hours. Uh, I remember I had this boyfriend in Ireland, and I got food poisoning, and I was staying over in his house. It was like the first time I was staying over, and his mum was a nurse. They were both like he was lovely, and she was lovely. And I remember when I broke up with him, like she was upset, and I was like kind of sad about her because she was so nice. But anyway, why? I also wanted to ask you. Um, I know you live. I know you were born in America, but you lived in Palestine for mm-hmm. how many years? Like nine years? Uh, like on and off for till like middle school. So yeah, so like eight. What was it like growing up in Palestine? Oh, uh, I mean, I uh, when I lived there, it was during the first and second uprising, so it was violent and it was unstable politically. And, um, but if you like. I love it there like that's my home like I don't yeah. consider even though I was born in Alabama lived there like a good deal of my life like at this point I probably lived a third of my life in each place like Palestine Alabama New York but yeah. Palestine's home New York is home Alabama is just like a place I grew up but um, it, it's nice to be with be with people that understand you being with um being around family like my cousins and all like we were all like I don't have sisters so my cousins are all like the same age as me and just growing up in that environment and feeling like you're you're in you're part of something bigger and like even though things were unstable like politically and still are uh if you guys don't know go (laughs) go read up on palestine (laughs) or just check my page or dm me um but do your research first because you know people are like what's going on over there and you're like like, yeah 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 yeah. just google it then ask me questions but if you have no idea um then you're far behind but 
I do appreciate people like looking into it. It's never too late, but it's a hard question because it's like traumatizing and it's also like the best experience of my life. Yeah. So I, I, I find it kind of hard to like, just think of it in one way without the other. Like it, I'm like, oh, it was fun and carefree, but then not really. <laughs> like sometimes it was, and then sometimes it was just, you kind of forget when you live in like essentially a war zone, you just normalize everything because you're just being a kid. Yeah. Um, I says as a kid, it's just normal. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, you know, and you said your mom was like very like she was like sounds like a badass yeah she was very active i remember like i was telling you my first memories was her like helping like um like teenage boys that would just get like shot like senselessly and like she had like an american license plate so the israelis wouldn't like notice her car or stop her so she would like pick up these wounded kids and like drive them to um the hospital and i just remember like being around her she'd always like spe- you know go to protest speak up like my family's very active very politically active yeah. there so it's not something i could ever like you know forget or or move away from and i feel like i have survivor's guilt because i don't live there and and because i have an american passport i'm very privileged and i do recognize that a plane's flying off goodbye <laughs> yeah. yeah um but i recognize that I'm lucky that I can choose to come back to the U.S. And yeah. I, that's why we moved back and forth a lot because my dad was um, essentially a refugee because he was working in Kuwait when they were... He's also Palestinian. My parents are from the same village. Um, and uh, he became a refugee because he wasn't um, living there when they... Like the Israelis like giving out like residency. Like basically whoever was there became like a resident of the country and whoever wasn't like tough shit getting back. Um, but then after marrying my mom, that's how my dad got his Palestinian citizenship, even though he was born there. Oh my God. I didn't uh, know any it's of crazy. that. Yeah. yeah. Very bizarre. He got it like 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, so I liked growing up around like mostly like my aunts and my cousins and I loved the You know, it just, it's, it's beautiful there. And I, I love living there and I, I love going back. It's just, if things were different, I'd probably spend a lot more time there. Um, and do you find though, would you find it the religion strict there? No, that's a crazy thing. Alabama is way more oppressive. Oh my god, <laughs> than Palestine. Because Palestinian, it's like it's. Well, Alabama it's, sounds it's, very. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Backwards, from what I've heard, very backwards. But yeah. I come from the city that I live in is like a mini New York City in Palestine, Ramallah. And it's in the West Bank, and it's like a party city, and it's like. Um, there's a good deal of like Christian population too. So even though it's a Muslim majority country, it's more secular because people are more attached or more bonded on the cause of Palestine than and they do are people about mix their religion. Together the different religions. Uh, they, as far as like you mean like marriage or just like getting on. Oh well, with I each meant other, just like, like friendly, like, but yeah, now I guess super marriage res- as well. So s- a lot of mutual respect and there's no difference. Like people don't think about. Yeah. We don't have issues with like yeah. Christian and Muslim. Like my the village I, my parents come from is like fifty percent Christian, fifty percent like Muslim. Um, the marriage thing is tough because, on so many levels, because like if you're if you're a Muslim man, you can marry a Christian woman or a Jewish woman or any of the Abrahamic faiths. But if you're a Muslim woman, you can't marry anyone outside of your faith, which oh, again is another yeah. double standard. So. But then if you're a Christian girl and we marry a Muslim man, your parents might have an, have an issue with it. So the marriage thing becomes trickier because, especially I understand from the Christian point of view, because they're the minority yeah. living in there. So 
for them that must be even harder it sounds like Protestants and Catholics like yeah. in, in my dad's generation it's much different now but like mm. you know I've, there's Dara Breen has this great joke about like going down something about how like on one aisle there was just like presidents and on another aisle there was catholics and i can't remember what i must show i'll look up the joke and yeah. show you but it was very funny but that was like just like oh no we're, 30 we're so years ago way, yeah, yeah, yeah behind on that but um as far as like just everyday interactions yeah there's no difference like yeah. people don't feel that um so yeah i mean it was great it's great that your mom sounds like super cool and involved and like protecting people and like all of that and then but then over here she's like well wear a long dress dress. (laughs) (laughs) she'll like risk her life (laughs) yeah it's really like you cannot risk your knee exactly (laughs) but look i guess yeah i guess it's more she's worried about your because whatever has been drilled into her head too oh yeah you know it's the same with like you know all parents no matter what religion will be like they just can't help it but especially parents from the last generation they'll be like be careful what you wear as a woman because you don't want some guy to uh, attack you right. and you're like it's always about you dressing a certain way right. to stop the urges of men in mm-hmm. any rather uh, than let's religion any culture they, let's yeah. teach the men some respect and manners and how to treat yeah. women and, and that is happening now I think it is it is I hope I think so. Even I though mean, the more we talk, like all this weekend, we were just talking about all these like male oh comics and all these stories, and you'd be like, "No, not him!" Like, and it's just like, and then you're like, "Oh, that actually kind of makes sense." Yeah, but it's just, yeah. Anyway, I think love all the lot guys who listen to yeah. this, but let's just stop assaulting people. And the difference too, like I think my my brothers have always been respectful to women that they've dated, as far as I know, because you're kind of um, when you're dating is in the Muslim culture you're not just dating to date you're dating with the intention to find someone to marry so you're yeah. not just gonna like fuck around and be emotionally unavailable and avoid it like that stuff it feels so like yeah. American like I'm so scared of commitments like oh, there you that's don't New York City yeah that's New York City because even me like I'm dating a 26 year old and when like very quickly he was like I'm a relationship guy I like relationships mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, usually I would stay away from younger. And I've been dating right. all these 30-year-olds with commitment oh, for sure. issues. For sure. <laughs> sake. Well, let me ask you this, okay? Because um, I know I have a couple of friends who withhold sex. And then there is, a, it's Muslim and Christian religion here. Because in Ireland, it's not like that at all. But the Christian religion here, there's a couple of friends, or not friends, but I went on a date with a guy and he was talking about how a couple of his friends will withhold sex until marriage because it's really important in some of the Christian religions here. Mm. Was that ever something you had considered? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, like, that's the worst thing that you can do as a Muslim woman. Like, me and my friends talk about this all the time. Like, like having sex is worse than murder. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Not maybe religion-wise, but reputation-wise. Like, I'm pretty sure my mom would rather me murder somebody than, like, hear that I, you know, done anything with a guy. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, that's really interesting. You could explain the murder away. <laughs> like, hey, maybe, you know. <laughs> I got really angry. Yeah, I got really angry. He didn't pay for my ice cream. And they'd be like, oh, I get it. Is it the same for men? Are men not meant to have sex before marriage? Nobody is, but the, the it's a huge double standard. Really? Like, if a woman is found out to not be a virgin, then essentially she can't get, it makes it really hard to get married to anybody. It's like it ruins your reputation. I think we're boarding soon. Okay, so we'll pause it there. Are we? Okay, so we'll we we'll go board. Yeah. Okay, well we'll do. Okay, great. Yeah, we'll do five more minutes. Wait, so, um, that's so 
that's still because that like I mean this is me being like yeah men can have sex and whatever and no one's that's not going to affect their marriageability if a woman is um even if a woman is divorced because she's no longer a virgin they try to like Muslim women they, a lot of more traditional families try to marry her off really quickly so that she doesn't go and have sex um without people knowing so so basically men if they're found out to not be virgins it's not going to affect them being able to get married if a woman is found out to not be a virgin even if it means that she was divorced and that's why she's no longer a virgin it makes it so much harder for her to get married at least to a traditional muslim family and even if the guy doesn't care if the parents know it makes it like really impossible so i know like divorced women have a harder time divorced muslim women because everyone knows you had sex and then some strict families will try to marry you off so that you won't since the hymen's broken and the guy will be able to tell it's like they don't want her like whoring around town um before she like gets married again or something like that so if you were to meet a muslim man now would that be something that he would bring up quite quickly or i mean i wouldn't I date someone that traditional yeah that's you know? just more but traditional. it's like i don't but that talk is still, about there's still people yeah. who are very traditional like yeah that. but i don't i don't talk about um any of my like intimate like it's none intimate, of your business yeah yeah i don't talk good. about anything like intimate even on stage or even like but i mean this, like with like, a guy yeah. i guess you wouldn't date a guy that i wouldn't date a guy that close-minded yeah. um i wouldn't want to and i would i would bring these topics up just to know what their opinion was yeah. because of course i'm not gonna marry or like date somebody who's I'm so who surprised. thinks that a woman having sex versus a man is like um makes her like basically disposable yeah. um because that's what you're taught you're taught like if you have sex or do anything with a guy then you're basically unmarriable and then your p- reputation's ruined and that's the worst p- worst possible thing you could do because it's like it's such it's so interesting that over the different over the world different places different parts different religions it can mean something like in ireland if you're like oh i'm holding out for a marriage the guy would be like no go on out there and get some experience <laughs> before you come to me <laughs> yeah, right, right. but then like we're catholic which is part of christianity but there's a lot of christian religions in america where the men and the women are meant to hold out. i've seen some weird tiktoks oh yeah. again i have to stop watching tiktok but they were like we both held out for marriage right well there's and a big like, yeah in, in alabama too like big yeah. celibacy like the purity rings and people would oh, have that so sad it's sad because they're probably having really shit sex it took me but so no many one partners knows. before i learned what i liked <laughs> they don't know okay and when i get married katie i will let you know yes yes and when you do you can My talk to me about it because I've never i will tell you a man i will tell you what to do because i've been out here touching all the men <laughs> <laughs> for us and telling the muslim women yeah, i know yeah i'm like i literally did that i did i have a friend recently and i was like these are some things i didn't learn about blowjobs no one told me and i wish they had told me 10 years ago but here's a good tip that's hilarious <laughs> although now you just google anything but i know but, but there's, there's some certain things, things like they wish i like wish is this real I wish you had that they had a, like I had a known like oh so over here American guys like when you wet your hand because they don't have lube I never knew that and then someone was like yeah it's like so now like obviously I know that but that's like little things that's like oh you're telling me because like men in Ireland are not circumcised yeah so I don't yeah. think they need oh and that's just yeah. no man told me and the whole time they were like this is really painful but that's we'll never so tell her funny. but I asked my Irish girlfriends they're like yeah we've never wet our hand but here they need you like wet it if you're given a hand job a lot right like you're like <laughs> well I wouldn't know but you tell me I mean, right yes, listeners you don't know. I wouldn't know anything <laughs> should we go um, yeah we should go board and we can continue this okay I'll just, uh, Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.